Welcome to the State of Energy. I'm Randy Witt, and along with Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association, Mr. Tom, how are you, sir? Oh, man, it is a beautiful day today. You know, yesterday it was snowing. I told you that. And now <laughs> the sun is shining. And now <laughs> yes. today, beautiful blue skies. It's a bluebird day. You could probably even get out and do some some last-minute spring skiing right now. That's what I. That's what I should be doing. You know, I've I've never heard anybody, uh, you know, compare a beautiful day to a bus before, um, <laughs> but that that's pretty impressive. You know, today is so beautiful. It's a bluebird bus day. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, that's what we call them up here. I know that you're stuck down there in Smog City. Yeah, but Southern but up California. here, <laughs> a Sorry. beautiful a beautiful day for skiing is a bluebird day. Yeah, is this one of these days where you can like uh, go skiing or snowboarding in like uh, you know uh, board shorts? Uh, you, oh man, I've seen a lot of people just going, com- you know, with just shorts, just shorts, just shorts, <laughs> and that's just the women. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the State of Energy is the most original and most entertaining propane show on the planet, as determined by anyone who's listened to the other shows that are Johnny Come Lately's. (laughs) I didn't know you were going to do a dig, but yeah, we're listened to in 35 countries, 468 cities around the world. The State of Energy brings everything that propane can do for you. And the state of energy, like Tom said, brings you everything you need to know about uh, what we like to call the perfect fuel, which is propane. It's clean. Yes, electric people, it's clean and it's cleaner. And uh, it's also abundant, it's affordable, and it's American. It's for your home, for your business, for your farm, for fleets of school buses or even any virtually any other fleet, forklifts. We're going to discuss how propane can do that. And Tom, when people go to thestateofenergy.com, what are they going to find? Well, you're going to, you're, you're going to find lots of things. Uh, all the things that we talk about in every past episode, we post the links up. So if, you, if you're listening to something, you're like, oh, that's, that's kind of cool. I've never heard of that. Go to the State of Energy. Uh, all the links will be there. You'll, you'll find where to buy. So if you're looking for a propane supplier, you can go to the where to buy button uh, and, and locate a propane retailer near you. Uh, we've got links to incentives, um, rebate programs. We've got links to findapropanejob.com if you're looking for a new career. Yeah, I mean, that, and that's something that's important, findapropanejob.com. Because, you, know, you know, with the pandemic seemingly kind of coming to at least some sort of a hope we're getting light at the end of the tunnel, a lot of people are considering changing careers. And if you go to findapropanejob.com, uh, you know, you can actually change your life and change your career. That's right. Yeah, there's no better place to be than in a in a in the clean fuel industry because this is where the future is going. Right here is 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 clean energy. So go to thestateofenergy.com. That is thestateofenergy.com. And uh, Tom, you know what we need to do right now at this moment? Please tell me. Shots of tequila. No, 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 no. We need to welcome our new sponsor in Boise, Idaho on KBOI. Our friends over at Valley Wide Cooperative. Very cool people over there. Um, They've been around for over 100 years. Uh, They've been helping uh, the local community with agronomy, feed, uh, commercial and residential propane, and a lot more. And uh, we'd like to thank them very much for joining the State of Energy. And you can find out more in that area. If you're a farmer, a a rancher, or a grower, go to valleywidecoop.com. That is valleywidecoop.com. And you'll see how you can benefit 
from the monetary membership returns and also great pricing. So thank you very much. Yeah, absolutely. Those guys have been a huge supporter of us. And I just would really like to say thank you uh, to Valley Wide Co-op for for continuing to support us and uh, allowing us to be on the air in uh, Boise. So thank you very much. KBOI. And uh, now something else we want to let everyone know uh, when it comes to the state of energy. We are not enemies of renewable energy. Uh, options. I mean, you know, solar, electric, wind, these are all tremendous options. We're just kind of highlighting the fact that propane needs to be in the mix as much as any one of these other uh, options when it comes to renewables. Yeah, for sure. We need electricity. We know that. We need clean electricity. Uh, But what what we're seeing is is electricity being pushed into uh, other areas when they don't have clean electricity yet, they don't have enough clean electricity. So all of this efforts into mm, funding with taxpayer money for electric vehicles, uh, electric lawnmowers, all this electric electrify everything. It, what we want to do is just show everybody and, or or at least bring it to light that these things are not clean. Right. Electricity is electricity's good. We have there is ways to produce electric clean electricity, but it's it's very limited and it's very limited to what we have available today. Uh so when we go out and spend a ton of money on with taxpayer money. I mean, it sounds like, oh, the government paid for it. Well, who funds the government? You paid you, for you, it. You, the, the American people. <laughs> you paid for this. And and th- there's an, an agenda out there that says this is zero emissions. But the truth is there is emissions behind the wall socket. And it's it's disturbing to see some of the progression of electric uh, vehicles in in like the the bus area this is really disturbing because it's a ton of money so much more money than any other uh, vehicle industry has ever received in in taxpayer monies to push this agenda without being truthful of the tailpipe emissions where that electricity really comes from. And uh, it's it's really got me fired up today. And I'd like to just kind of disclose or just, uh, you know, pull the covers off of some of these things uh, in the in the episode today, just to kind of let people know where we stand and where where you should that you should research this stuff before you vote for some of these these programs or these or these options or these or the people that are bringing these things uh, to your community. So you want you want to dive into some of these uh, these. I mean, this is all news This is all stuff that we found on the news, right? Yes. These are news stories. And what's important is that uh, we're talking about what's available today. I mean, you know, there's great strides. They're they're trying more and more with electric to, you know, to get it to a certain level where it's better for the environment, but it's not as good for the environment as people are being led to believe. And so it's being forced upon us where propane is available right now. We should continue the development of, of electric. Yes, absolutely. Same thing with solar, same thing with wind. But right now, propane is available 
It's affordable. It's clean and it's ready to rock. It's yeah, it's here right now. And if you think about the the where, where people say, well, we're going to have a cleaner uh, electricity maybe in 10 years from now. Well, can you imagine how much cleaner propane will be in 10 years from now? Exactly. Because we we are developing lots of renewable propane that is uh it it comes from digester gas, it comes from waste landfill gas. It there's all this renewable aspect of propane that's it's being produced right now, but in 10 years from now it's going to be so much greater than it is today. You are listening to The State of Energy. My name is Randy Witt. That is Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. Find out more about how propane can improve your life by going to thestateofenergy.com. And Tom, let's get into this by actually uh, some good news. Let's, let's start with some good news when it comes to uh, buses. Uh, for instance, out of Missouri, uh, you know, saving air, gas, and money, uh, independent school district and also the Grain Valley School District have been purchasing propane-powered buses. And, uh, you know, they were anticipating, uh, you know, $10,000 a year in fuel savings for the first school year. Uh, but it turns out they're, they're saving, some of these school districts are saving $15,000, $22,000 a year in, uh, you know, in, in, in costs by utilizing propane-fueled buses. And we'd like to, you know, congratulate the folks out in Missouri in these school districts that are getting it. And every week there's more and more that are coming on board who are having the light goes on and they're like, wait a minute, the propane's here now. It's a better option. The buses go further. We're saving money. We should do more of this. Our our friends over there in Missouri at the uh, Missouri Propane Association, uh, Steve Aarons, Great guy. He's he's been a, a big fan of of our uh, podcast here. He's done such a fantastic job promoting the propane school buses in in Missouri. He's saving the school districts tens of thousands of dollars. That's that's more teachers to put in the classrooms. It's higher paying teachers. That's more uh, supplies for the schools. It's a win-win for the schools because you're going to save money on the on the vehicle, you're going to save money on the fuel, and you're going to be able to utilize that savings to better educate your children. And that that's what we're talking about today and that's that's the bottom line, saving money and repurposing that savings for better education. Yeah, I mean if you just compare the pricing for an electric school bus for uh, versus a propane school bus. Oh. Just alone, it's like four hundred thousand on average versus a hundred thousand on average. That's yeah, that's right. So, where does this where does this money uh, come from to buy these expensive buses? Us, the taxpayers, typically in property taxes. You know, that's that's basically where they just grab money, I and mean, it's your money. It's the it's the folks in that community that wind up flipping the bill for this. And why not go with a cleaner, more affordable, more operative immediately option with the propane buses? Yeah, we talked about this a little bit last week as well. So I, I hate to keep pounding down these uh, electric electric school bus issues, but let's talk about the Desert News article that came out. Um, oh, it came out about a month ago, but there they were the article was they're finally making electric school buses, and some are on their way to Utah. <laughs> Yay. (laughs) Just saying. So propane's available now. Cheaper option, cleaner for the environment. Just saying. I I just want to point something out here. If you look at this article, Desert 
the desert news is a is a big news big newspaper in Salt Lake City. If you find this article and you go down and you read the comments, the comments are there's quite a few of them and every one of them is like, "Are you kidding me? Did you not think about this? Did you not think about that? Uh what about uh cost for, you know, 400,000 versus a hundred thousand. There's, there's all these comments that are like, this is not a good idea. So what did we do in response? Well, you had, you had your own op-ed with our, our, our very, very close friend of the show, uh, Tucker Perkins. Um, and your op-ed is why propane, not electric school buses are Utah's best option. And it's a great story. And then you look at the comments below that, uh, they're pretty impressive. Yeah, they are. I don't have that one right here in front of me. I don't know if you do, but yeah. Pathfinder man says no one wants to wait for the length of time to recharge the battery of either a car or a bus. Fast charging the batteries cause them to wear out sooner. Cold temperatures wreak havoc with battery capacity. Just several, several things to consider. That's one of them. Pathfinder man comment. Also Legion zero, zero, zero. I mean, it's an op-ed, but he says not exactly the most neutral source. It's, it's an op-ed. But I completely agree. Every single one of these, every single one of these comments are like, this is, this is, this is true. This is great. We need more propane buses. Can't argue with and, that. And again, if you go back and look at the story that came out that they were so excited that they were getting electric buses, almost every single one of them is like, why, <laughs> why would you waste our money when we need, we need this money? For better education, but you're going to go waste our money for these super expensive buses that don't always work, especially in these cold climates. Oh, you can look at you can look at all sorts of stories, like the the one from Park City, right? No, it's it's the one from Vale quoting Park City. Yes, uh, Vale officials cite Park City woes. Cut back on e-buses. Electric buses are silent, don't smell of diesel fuel, but the technology isn't there yet. It's not ready for full-time use in a mountain resort. They're saying that these buses cannot accommodate what's needed in a mountain resort, but there's why are they not even considering propane, which is available right now and can outperform these buses for a lower rate and also save money on fuel over each individual year. Yeah. They also quote a little issue that Park City had with charging the buses in cold and icy conditions. He says in here that, you know, when it comes to operating battery powered vehicles, batteries don't perform as well in cold temperatures. Now that's a no brainer right there. Everybody knows that batteries don't work well when they're cold. But what I was told from a bus operator up in Park City was that by the time that the bus got warmed up in a, on a cold morning, the battery was already worn down. They had to go back and recharge it. Can, <laughs> yeah, this makes sense. Let's drop a ha- almost a half a million dollars on a bus that uh, you need to use basically the whole charge just to warm up on a cold day. It's insane. And, and we keep throwing taxpayer money it just millions and millions of dollars. It it is a ridiculous amount of money, and it's somebody's gonna have to pay for it. And it's not it's it's gonna be it's going to be the taxpayers, and it's gonna come with electric rate increases. It's gonna come with tax increases. It's gonna come with property tax increases. It, it this is is a is a beast that we gotta somebody's gotta try to tame this because 
what happens in, in four, five, ten years from now when it's time to replace these batteries? I was looking at an article uh, about bus battery replacement, and it was an insane amount of money to replace a battery, almost as much to replace the battery as you could purchase a propane powered bus for. <laughs> think Just about the battery costs as much serious, as the whole propane bus. Yes. <laughs> think about this. So, so there's an article uh, up in up in the state of Washington that t- talks about a four five hundred thousand dollar electric bus. And it says, you know, these are these are great. Uh, there's been a, quite a few hiccups in them, uh, electrical issues mostly. But they start talking about what are we going to do when the battery has to be replaced in five years from now, 10 years from now, when the battery is a hundred grand, but you have this $400,000 bus. So you, you, you have, you're almost stuck with having to replace the battery and then you have to dispose of this battery. So there's, there's so many, yeah. What's that do for the environment, man? There's so many issues coming out of these things that we haven't even explored yet. And we we're full. I mean, the, the gas pedal is on the floor, man. We're going full steam ahead with this stuff. And the repercussions, man, I'm telling you, it's going to be bad. And and I, I I hope that somebody out there can see the light and say, you know, we've already got a wonderful clean fuel called propane. We can buy it as a renewable fuel. It's already here today. The infrastructures are already in place. We don't need to spend billions and billions of taxpayer money, and it's cheaper. Yeah, I mean, and we were talking about this actually before the show. Uh, folks, if you want to have some fun, uh, go to the Google, you know, the, the fabulous search engine, and, and just search electric bus problems. <laughs> electric bus problems. Search that and see what comes up. You're going to be shocked. It's... Yeah, you will be shocked, and it's just one after another after another. Uh, it it's it's pretty disappointing, especially if you if you read how much how much uh, money is being spent on new electric buses. And there's one that that really sticks out to me, um, which is the Zion's National Park. Thirty three million for electric shuttle buses. Thirty three million. Hold on, though. That sounds like you're getting a lot of buses. <laughs> nope, uh, nope. It's uh, it's gonna. The new fleet will consist of 26 battery electric buses and 27 charging stations, um, and those will be available over the next few years. Okay, propane buses are ready right now. They're better for the environment. They're they're more cost effective, and but we're gonna throw all this money into buying battery electric buses and 27 charging stations that are going to arrive over the next few years it doesn't make any sense the uh this this is super disturbing this is so disturbing if you do the math 33 million dollars divided by 26 buses comes out to 1.27 million dollars that's 1,270,000 per bus this isn't the $400,000 electric school bus. This is the $1.3 million shuttle bus for a national park. This is sickening. You could have bought 330 propane buses. You could replace every one of these buses at Zion's National Park with a propane bus every single year. 
you could have bought a, a whole new fleet of buses over the lifetime of these electric buses. Every year, you could replace those 26 buses. And their current buses they have, they're over 20 years old, and well over half of the park interest fees go to maintaining the system, totaling over $5 million per year. Uh, let's talk about that for a second. You got a 21-year-old b- vehicle. I mean, this is something that was made in 1999. Now, could you imagine if you were still driving around in your 1999 car and you're like, man, I would really like one of those new 2021 whatevers, right? You could, you could park, you could park each one of those next to each other and you could say, wow, this is a lot, you've, a lot's changed in 21 years. Right. Well, no kidding. And this was their argument. They're like, well, these, these buses are just all old and wore out and we're, we need $33 million to buy an electric bus because these old ones, they're just not cutting it anymore. Well, no kidding. They're not cutting it anymore. They're 21 years old. That doesn't mean you need to go out and buy a, a million two bus you, when you could have had a perfectly fine propane powered bus for a tenth of that. It, it's insane. And and then the infrastructure is was already there for the propane buses. They were already using propane for their shuttles. It was already clean. They had one of the cleanest fuels you can possibly get. And in fact, Zion's National Park with the electric buses is going to create more emissions than the propane buses that they currently have. They're going backwards because how, explain to folks how that's happening. How is it creating more emissions? Because 60% of Utah's electricity is made with coal. <laughs> Why aren't, you know what? This would be good something. It just it just seems like this needs to be investigated. I just I'm not saying, yeah. I'm just saying. I'm not saying, I'm just saying it seems like somebody's getting some kickbacks. Just saying. My head is blowing up over here. I it's it's in, I I know that I I get really fired up over this just because I'm all about clean air. I love clean air. I want to go to a national park and see clean air. But when you're in Zion's and the air's already clean because they've got the cleanest bus available, and now we're going to go backwards and and have dirty coal-powered buses that cost ten times more money. This is just mind blowing. This is, it doesn't make any sense. And, and why isn't this being investigated? All the facts are, we can find the facts doing our show prep. Why isn't more being, are, are people afraid to do reports on this? It already says the $33 million isn't quite enough, and they're going to have to go back and ask for more now. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. It's, it's never the original dollar. Just multiply that by two, and then you'll finally get to the ultimate cost of what it's going to cost. I'm telling you, this stuff is going around the country. And this is just one example of the waste of money to try to combat uh, climate change that is actually going in reverse. So if something like this pops up in your community where you see a, a, an opportunity to change a fleet of shuttle buses that are either state federal or even private and somebody says we should buy some electric buses and we should use taxpayer money you need to be aware of this and step up and voice your opinion voice your concerns and say look there are other options that actually do good not do bad and can actually save us money where we don't have to use any taxpayer money these are the things that we have to be aware of. And this, these, things, these things 
go so fast that, that if you're not paying attention, this will come to your town. This will come to your national park. This will come to your state park. So be aware of what's going on and, and uh, know that propane is here and it can, it can solve these problems for you and your community. Propane can do that. That is Tom Clark, Executive Director with Rocky Mountain Propane Association. My name is Rand DeWitt. We'd like to thank you very much for listening and find out more about what propane can do for you by going to thestateofenergy.com.